Hello and welcome to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're a startup church we just planted in September 2020. And at the Kalamazoo Church, we believe that Christianity is done best when it is done together. And so if you live in the Kalamazoo area, we would love to connect. Be it coming to a Sunday service, one of our small groups, or even just grabbing coffee with a member to learn more. You can visit kalamazoo.church in order to do that. We pray that you are inspired by what you hear today. Right now, I, I really, I really want to just talk about the the lesson this morning. This today is is Palm Sunday, and so I don't know if uh, you know different Christian groups will call it different things, but basically, this is the the week leading up to, or the week that we we remember the the time leading up to Jesus's death on, on Good Friday. And then his resurrection on Easter Sunday. And I know that as I was, as I was preparing the lesson, really, I, I, there was kind of this, this mental block. And, uh, the reason why I share that is that I, I just, I want this to be way more of a devotional that, that involves your participation. Hopefully this is a jumping point for you all uh, this upcoming week, uh, and, and whatnot. This is, this can be a time to uh, to get refreshed and, and start to re- remember uh, Jesus's life, you know it, it is so cool. So I was doing a little bit of research. So there's this scripture. It's in John 21, and excuse me, in verse 25 it says Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room enough would not have room for the books that would be written. Okay, and so we we kind of understand this and. Here's is the John 21, 25. We, we understand this. We're like, there's so much to talk about Jesus's life. Certainly, as it, when, when we get to heaven one day, it's going to be a really fun conversation uh, when, we, when we get to talk to Jesus. And actually, we don't even need to talk to him. There's so many, there's so many other people along the way. That, what did he say here? And what did he do? And, what, and, and that's going to be a blast. But what this scripture is communicating, these are the last words that that. Of, at least of this epistle that we have recorded, what this communicates is that what's written down is extremely important. And so as I was doing a little bit of research, I was blown away that that over or just about one third of all of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, talk about Jesus's last week. And so you've got this vitally important text that is going to, that's going to span generations. Certainly when those are recording it, if maybe, you know, if we were, if we were the four that walked with Jesus or we were four that were writing this and we're giving this record, maybe we'd, we'd say, Hey, I'm going to talk about the last week. You cover this part. And no, but we're left with this image. And we understand that, that these, these gospels were written at, at different points and different times. Uh, they, they, there wasn't a, a lot of collaboration, but, but we're, we're left with this reality, though, that all of them, without fail, decided this is vitally important information to communicate. And so I just want to look at one little bit of that this morning. And I, and I hope really that there's some inspiration on your end or maybe there's a pull on your end to, to dig into what, what his last week looked like. Full disclosure, that's going to be the challenge at the end of this lesson. There's 
I have it like written down, uh, just a, a little challenge for you guys this week to read through Jesus's last week up until his, uh, his resurrection. It's pretty inspiring stuff. Um, so please open up to Mark 11. We go in Mark 11, uh, and, I'm, and I'm just going to read, the title of the lesson today is Jesus's last week, and we're just going to look at one little bit of it. It says, Mark 11, and I'll, I'll start in verse 1, it says, as they approached Jerusalem and came to Beth, Bethphage and, and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Say the Lord needs it and we'll send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street, tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, what are you doing untying that colt? They answered as Jesus told them to, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead, sorry, those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father, David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. We've, we've got this picture of Jesus, and he's coming here on his, his you know, triumphant, triumphal entry. And and it, it certainly, I, I don't know about you, but as I, as I was reading this, this was the first week, seriously, I can say that I've read this through a lens and really decided, let me figure out what the importance is. So rather, maybe a couple of weeks ago is when I, when I began um, kind of just reading and reading and reading. Prior to this point, I just figured it was, it was just a time to uh, just live out whatever the, the prophecy was, and that's, that's it. And there's a lot, there's a lot of that. But I, I was I was blown away, and I began to to think about being in this situation. And you think about Jesus now, so he asks, and certainly there, there seems to be it seems pretty likely that he would have talked to the, whoever the owner of the the cult was, and would have organized it in such a way leading up to this time. You think he has a week left, and he, Jesus has all the details, and he's telling them do this, and he's sending them to do that, and. Uh, then he'll he'll later uh, send people to go up and prepare this room uh, for the the Last Supper. He's he's directing traffic. He knows everything that's going on, and but he, he knows, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride in to uh, to Jerusalem. This this cult it was it would have been symbolic. It would have communicated that he's not coming with this powerful horse to do battle. In, in the way that we identify as a normal battle being done. He's not coming 
to create this enormous war. And so he has, he's coming with this little, this little cult and he, he's coming in peace would have been the, the communication here. That, that would have been what, what was understood. I, I do want to, uh, I want to pick out just a little bit about what people communicated actually. And, and then we, we are going to go, you can move over to, to Psalm 118 in a second. We are, we're going to be over there. Uh, but, but I think it's super, I think it's super inspiring. You look at these, these words and this, he says, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father, David, Hosanna in the highest heaven. And I, right now, if you know, don't look it up, but if you know what Hosanna means or have an understanding, just post it in the comment section, please. Okay. So this is, we're going to figure out what it means. I, I, I looked it up and I didn't know that prior to a couple of weeks ago, even what Hosanna meant. Maybe someone had taught me at one point, but uh, you know how, how teaching goes. So if you know what it means, post it in the comments section uh, and then make your way on over to, to Psalm 118. Check the comments here. We got crickets in the comments. I might have stumped them. We're we're over here. We're in Psalm. Got someone in the background. You know what it is? Yeah. Oh, but you knew what it was, huh? Did you get it right? Saved. Okay. Uh no. Um. Well, close. But uh, so we're in we're in Psalm. 118, and I, 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 I want to share this actually, the importance of this, this word Hosanna, because as I was studying the word and I was studying these words, I actually left, I left very challenged. I hope that, that you'll leave challenged as well. Uh, really, what, what, what this word means, Hosanna just means please save us. So these individuals are calling out and they're saying, please save us. This is the guy who, who is going to do it. We believe, please save us. Certainly all throughout Jesus's ministry, he's been communicating so much. And you, you will understand that so much of his ministry was spent gathering a following that just wanted this, just wanted to receive. They just wanted good things to happen to them. They were impressed with some of these miracles. And now on this final, how, how fitting is it that they decide I'm going to take my clothes off? Them down. I'm going to create this red carpet. Clothes were were cost some real money back in back in those days. I guess today, depending on the brand, they do too. But clothes cost money. There, there's this this respect that is paid and just given and, and lavished is a word that I think of that's given to Jesus. He's coming in, and then they're they're singing this Hosanna, and they they were pointing to this this psalm actually. And we'll read all of this, guys, is hoping to communicate the type of humility that we ought to have as we approach Jesus's throne, as we interact and we view Jesus the right way. Uh, it's, it's Psalm 118, and I'm going to read here, starting in verse 19. It says, open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. 
This is where it's, it's taken. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. Lord is God and he has made his light shine on us with bows in his hand. Join in the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God and I will praise you. You are my God and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Verse 25 just says, Lord, save us. This is what these, these people were saying. They said, Lord, save us. Praise be to your name, but Lord, save us. It, it, it just, it led me to, uh, to think and for, for you and I, is this still our call? Lord, save us. I know that at different points in our lives, when things are going so poorly and it is so obvious and clear to see, we say, look, God, save us. If you, if you do this, then I'm going to respond in this way. And, but, I, but I wonder, and I, I felt challenged, and I feel challenged because so often this communication of Lord, save us is, is reserved for somebody else in a different spot, in a worse spot. And yet, if we are going to be those who live with humility, if we are going to be those who view Jesus in the proper way, if we're those who are going to take the clothes off of our back and lay them down as he, as he has this triumphal procession, then we're those that also need to communicate, Lord, save us. And that needs to be at the forefront of our minds. It's a humble posture, but it is a necessary one. Please, please move on over to Matthew 21. It's the word Hosanna. Actually, it comes up, it comes up again. So now we're in, we're in Matthew 21. We're preparing, and, and Jesus now is so this is this is where there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of variance, honestly, just in the the timeline, but follow me now. We're in, in Matthew 21, and we'll, we'll pick up in verse 14. Jesus now uh, overturns the, 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 you know, he goes in the temple courts and, and communicates that they're, they're following garbage. It just says in verse 14, this, this is after he's, he's in, he's in, he says, the, the blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did and the children shouting in the temple courts, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him. Yes, replied Jesus. You never read from the lips of children and infants. You, Lord, have called forth your praise. He left them and went out of the city to Bethany, where he spent the night. See, who, who are the type of people who were shouting Hosanna in the highest? It was it was the children. It was those who realized their posture. And I, I, I think about when I ask for help, and I actually have been able to contrast just a little bit about when my daughter Jordan asks for help. And when, when Jordan asks for help, 
She's she's about 13 months, I guess, here pretty soon. When Jordan asks for help, it's it's not an ask, it's a cry. It's not a suggestion of, oh, please, you know, if you have it in your heart. She's just, she's she's yelling, she's making noise. We're, we're trying to, she, she's not, I mean, we're trying to teach her some sign language, but she understands how to say more and more. She's very hungry that it, the more turned, you know, it started like this and now it's, it's just something that's just like this. She's, her hands are so just pressed together. I just need what I need. And I know that you have the solution and you are able to help me. And I'm going to do everything in my power to get your attention. I'm not concerned with whatever you have going on. My concern is, is getting what you can give me. And you are the only one that can give it to me. I can't get it myself. If I could get, and this is, I'm just communicating, Jordan, maybe just eating food. If she could get it herself, she wouldn't ask. And she's, she's learning how to get some stuff so she doesn't ask. So, so that's why I know I can say that in, in good, in good conscience. But if she was able to get food for herself, she just wouldn't ask. She would just go get it. She can't get it. She understands her posture. And so she's just crying out. She's loud. She doesn't know the prop, the 100% the right words to say. She doesn't understand the, the proper posture to take. She doesn't, in some ways, she really doesn't understand, I, I don't think yet, my character that I'm going to give her food. I'm Sometimes I'm just preparing the food, trying to get everything ready, throwing stuff in the microwave, maybe waiting for it to cool down, throwing it in the freezer for a minute. You Parents know the deal or any babysitter understands that the deal that you're like, just wait, I, it's coming, it is coming. But I'd be lying to you if I if I said that there weren't times when I'm making the food where she keeps being loud, she keeps, and I'm like, I just got to get her something. And I'll, I'll give her just a little rice cake or a, a few Cheerios. And so I, I certainly, in my view, I speed up a little bit when I, when I hear her yelling. She understands her posture. She understands what she needs. And she's calling out to the only one who can give it to her. This is a beautiful expression of our relationship with God. It's what these children are doing here. The blind and the lame, they're coming to them and they're saying, blessed is your name. Please save us. All too often, though, you and I asking for help, I'd put before you that it's only when we've absolutely failed, when we've done the, the worst of the worst, and then we're saying, let, let, can you please help me now? You know, maybe you've been in situations, or certainly maybe it's studying for tests or whatever, put yourself in, in high school where there's this offer on the table, isn't there, in, in school that just says, hey, if you need help, right, or if you've been to in college or even especially in high school, there's there's office hours, there's enough, there's enough time. The teachers, our professors are super willing to help in whatever avenue and sphere, virtually all of them, and some aren't, but, but take the perfect teacher right now, willing to help. You and I, or maybe just me, wait until the last possible time, and then we realize, well, we've got a 10-page paper that's due in 36 hours, and we're not even specific, we're not sure really what the, the, the prompt is. I, I've read it, but I don't understand. And I don't want to email my professor now asking what the prompt is, because that will communicate that I didn't know, I didn't do anything over the last four months of the semester, three and a half months. We wait till the final time, and then we just ask, hey, can I just get a little extension? Please, something, yeah, I, maybe I, I 
be around someone who coughs and I'm not feeling good or be trying to stay up all night and just, man, I'm not feeling good. I don't know. I feel exhausted. Okay. Well, that's because you stayed up all night. But whatever I got to do, just get an extension. And I'm asking for it that way. I think as you and I interact with God, we ought to take the posture of being way more like children than like those who think we know we're doing and are just putting off the inevitable. Either this morning, either you're, you're yelling Hosanna or your pride is oozing out of you. I think there's, there's two postures that we can be at. There's not a middle ground. There's not a third ground. Either we are coming to Jesus in full submission. Our hands are in the air saying, please save us from divorce. Please save us from our, our, our addiction to, uh, to, to impurity, pornography. God, please save us from this pursuit of a relationship that we understand is not going to last. God, please save us. Either we're in that posture or we're taking one that, that says, I've got it up until a point. I think I can do it, but then when I can't, I'm going to call on his name. You know, and I know it's going to go way better for us if we're focused on shouting Hosanna, Lord, please save us from the junk. We'll uh, we'll look at just one one little thing. It's a, a little uh, a little bit shorter here. It's in, it's in Matthew or Mark eleven, and this is just the last week, guys. I, I I was reading it. I was inspired. And if you're if you're not, I I'm sorry. It's way more of uh, how I'm communicating it, and way less of what Jesus is trying to communicate to you. Uh, so this is real quick in in Luke nineteen. I just found it inspiring. Don't turn there. I just I just referenced it in thirty nine. And 48 says, some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Jesus just says, I tell you, if they keep quiet, these stones will cry out. And so they're saying, don't, why are you having them say Hosanna? That they're communicating that you're, you're king, that you can do that. You can actually help them and save them. Jesus is just saying, no, I mean, the stones are going to cry out. Somebody is going to glorify me. I, I, uh, know that song and I know rock going to take my, Going to stand in my place. I, I think that's this. That's what this is referencing. We don't want to have anything else stand in our place. Uh, so here we go. We'll, we'll keep moving here. We're in. Uh, we're in Mark eleven, and and we'll we'll just pick up in, in verse twelve. It says the next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. And he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. Then, uh, you know, then drop down here just to, uh, to verse 20. It says, in the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look. The fig tree you cursed has withered. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they see will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive your sins. So this is actually, this is a thing people reference and say, Jesus is nuts. 
he's he's crazy. We 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 learned. Uh, is it here? It might not even be in this narrative, but we learned that it's not even the season for 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 figs to produce fruit. And so we've got this hungry Jesus, and he sees a fig tree and he's wondering if there's fruit. Clearly, there's no fruit. And so he just <laughs> tells the fig tree to wither uh, that you're not going to produce fruit again. In in Matthew, it has a similar account. It says that even just right away that happened, that, that he says it and it happens immediately. I, you guys read it. I don't think it, it's Jesus being crazy because right sandwiched in the middle of it is him overturning the, those selling stuff. And, and really he's, he's just saying this temple is not where I'm going to, to be at. And this is not where God's domain is going to live. And so this fig tree, would have been representative of the old way, the old kingdom, this this method and this plan that that maybe had good intentions, but just didn't wasn't working. And Jesus comes in, and and it's and how do we know this? Well, it says uh, in, in verse twenty three, if anyone says to the mountain, throw yourself into the sea, mountain was uh, a reference to kingdom. So he's looking at the old way of doing things, the old kingdom. And he's saying, this is, it's, it's not going to work. This, this is not the way that we're going to do it. And this, this tree kingdom, it's, it's withered. It is, it's done. There's something new that is about to occur. There is something beautiful that is about to take place. And it's just days away. And certainly people didn't understand all that much that was being communicated. They just, they were listening. He even, he says got to pray. Whatever you ask for in prayer, it's, it's going to happen. And then, then he says, but when you pray, forgive them. And we're wondering why, why even sandwich all of this stuff together? And I, I do think it's such a, a perfect communication for our responsibility as we, as we really, as, certainly as we work with God, but really as we take the posture of, of those being humble, that you can't, you, you can't show me somebody who calls out to God on a normal basis, regular basis, who is Deep and devoted in prayer is not also someone who's humble. And and on, on the other end, every every humble person, every every humble person is somebody who is deep in prayer. Everybody who realizes I need to be saved is somebody who is deep, deep in prayer. Jesus is ushering in uh, a new and, and beautiful. Kingdom, I, I really want to challenge us all as we as we just consider. We just read a couple of stories. It's just a little bit of Jesus's last week. I want to challenge you all to to take this upcoming to take this upcoming week and to read through this this stuff. This is it's it's inspiring. It is it, it's it's indicting in some ways. For uh, it, you'll you'll be able to read some. But but if we if we do this and we fully embrace, I, I I believe that we'll leave in a spot that we we understand our posture, Lord save us, and we also know that those who are not in that space that are not saying Lord save us, it's just because they're not saying Jesus the right way. And our our goal, our challenge, our mission is to work alongside with God to just give them that opportunity. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. If you're in the Kalamazoo area, we'd love to get connected. Please go to kalamazoo.church 
and fill in your information to come to a Sunday service or any other event that we have going on. In any case, you'll be hearing from us next week. Come on! Too busy saving souls.